नमरोम विष्णु पदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमती भक्तिदात स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी पुचारिने निर्विशेष शून्यवाणी पश्चादेशतारिणे So today is the uh, very auspicious day. It has been the disappearance day of His Divine Grace, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Prabhupada. Camera is making me look down. See the thing is I'm I'm going down like this. Is there any way you can put the thing up a bit? Because this is low, yeah? This is the if this thing can be higher. on the top here. So we're going to read about the uh, transcendental activities of Divine Grace, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami, Maharaj Prabhupada. Exactly, he left 1937. So today is 2020. So how many years is that? So it's 64? 84. 80? 84. 84 years have passed since she has left. So let us read about this. Within 300 years of the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the devotee incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the year 1534, the glorious, pristine Vaishnava tradition known as Gaudiya Vaishnavism had hit the bias in regard to its purity and reputation among people. 
In general, owing to the plethora of malpractices by pseudo followers of the Gaudiya Vaishnavism, so many words here are very, uh, very high handed English. At best, it is known as a beggar's excuse. Can we, what is the line below? You can take it up. Published by Google Drive. It can't take that up. Excuse for living the quintessential devotional conclusion of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were almost completely lost. At that time, a pure devotee of Krishna named Bhaktivinoda Thakur descended into this world in the province of Bengal by the supreme desire of Lord Govinda. He grew up to be a very respectful government magistrate and by his influence he widely propagated the hidden treasure of Krishna consciousness to the people at large from authentic scriptures like Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavad. He was greatly saddened at the story state of affairs of the Vaishnava cult and single-handedly cult. The Vaishnavas and impress, impress upon the higher class of society the glory of the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You know, it was Vaishnavism was degraded because they think it is a sex religion. All the people were keeping wives and they were also keeping some other woman, mistress. They think this is the Vaishnava because Krishna had many girlfriends, no? So they, they think that this is how it should be done. So many respectable people, they think this is morally off. They didn't want to participate in this Vaishnava religion at that time. So then Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he came to clean up the mess. He started exposing the higher teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So through extensive travel, a tireless pen topped by an exemplary character, Bhaktivinoda Thakur managed to bring Gaudiya Vaishnava, Vaisam Vaishnavism back to the fore. So he was a magistrate, you know, so he was not some ordinary person. So because he was very high, highly placed, people respected him. And then he started, you know, his writings and preaching. And of course, he was also praying for a son who could help spread the movement. So, in order that the preaching work go on unimpeded even after his departure from this world, he prayed to Lord Chaitanya to send him an assistant and successor from the Lord's personal staff of preachers. So he was praying for a very powerful personality to come and help expand the preaching. 
In answer to that prayer, a son was born to him on February the 6th, 1874. Huh? 1874? Huh? 127? 127 years ago. Almost 150 years ago. Huh? While he was serving as the government magistrate in the holy city of Jagannath Puri in Orissa. So he was born in Jagannath Puri. Where were you born? Puri. Huh? Where? You were born eating Puri, I think. Just see, great personalities, they take birth in auspicious Understand? To take birth in a very holy city of Jagannath Puri. Jagannath Puri, I mean Jagannath Puri. In fact, India, many places are holy, except the towns. But Calcutta is a place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also walked, you know. When he was traveling, he walked through Calcutta. In Singapore he walked. So whole India, some traces are there. He passed through maybe this Madras, Chennai. He passed through this, I don't know, he went to Hyderabad. <laughs> Vijayanagar. He went to Jai. So, in fact, India, every corner is something is there. So you can see that through various signs and omens, it became crystal clear that this was the great soul that has been sent by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to carry out the preaching work that Bhaktivinoda Thakur had started. Uh, one of the signs was that the mother, when this boy was only six months, the cart, your Jagannath Puri cart was passed there. How, if you go to, how many of you have been to Jagannath Puri? Only two. Three. You can go and see that Gaudiamath is there, that used to be the house of Bhakti Siddhanta. And it's on the main road, you know. And main road means Jagannath Kat will pass by going to the Gundicha temple. Almost to the end already the road, you know. Have you been? Almost to the end. You know, just little more distant will be the Gundicha temple. So the cart came and because the magistrate, so the cart stopped in a house. And taking advantage, the mother brought the baby up and the priest took the baby onto the cart 
and place the baby at the lotus feet of Jagannath. And when, they, when she did that, there so many garlands on Jagannath, one fell on the boy. You had like that? I'm sure you had many garlands falling on you. Yes? Hey. Auspicious sign. A boy, you know, putting on the lotus seed of Jagannath and so many garlands and one fell on the boy. It's a blessing. And not only that, when he was born, he is born with his umbilical cord. You know this umbilical cord? This is the cord that... It was coiled around his neck like a Brahmin thread. So he was born with the... What? Symbol of... <laughs> because before him, uh, the Vaishnavas, they don't put Brahman threats in Actually, only he introduced this. You know, of course, everybody is born with Ubbanayana. Yeah? Most of them are born, I mean, not born, they take the threat. In. Correct? But the Vaishnava thing, they, I think, I, I, what I read was introduced by him, giving second initiation, you know. So you see, very extraordinary birth. And now here, one day when the boy was only about three years old, he had a mango that was supposed to be offered to the deity of Lord Krishna. When Bhaktivinoda Thakur found out, he chastised him by saying that it is not proper for Vaishnava to eat anything before offering first to Krishna. Three years old boy, you know. Huh? You understand, he accidentally had the mango and his father told him, you cannot do this. The boy then vowed that he would Never eat mango again as self-imposed punishment. Throughout his whole life he kept this vow very faithfully. Whenever offered a mango, he would say, No, I cannot take. I am a great offender. Can you imagine? Three years old. Yeah? Yeah. So, this is the symptom of Acharyas, they preach by example, you know. At the age of only seven, Bhimal Prasad Dhat was later be known as Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur had memorized all 700 verses of the Bhagavad Gita and could explain each and every one of them. Hare Krishna. Have you memorized how many? 700? <laughs> How many you have memorized? One? Five? And not only memorized, you could explain also. This is, this is... I mean, yeah, you can memorize, but you know, like a parrot, you can remember the whole 700, but it cannot, you don't know what's what, what, you know? That's not very... So to memorize and explain, uh, this is... Uh, Huh? 
At the age of 10, he was initiated by his father into the Hare Krishna mantra and Narasimha Dev mantra. Later on, he attended a special Sanskrit college where he became expert in Sanskrit grammar, Vedic Shastra and different views of philosophy. So at that time also he started one club, you know, that they will not get married. They will stay unmarried. So by the end of, I think, how many years? Only he was left, nobody else. You know, this Naistika Brahmachari never got married in the whole life. Due to his long, lifelong celibacy, he had such a clear memory that even in his last days he could re reproduce word for word any passage of any book he had read fifty years back. Fifty years back you read a book and word for word you can remember Edited memory, they call it. They read, it's inside already. How powerful! That's why to become brahmachari, not release semen, very powerful. If you release your semen very loosely, then the memory is depleted. Ah, ojas become tejas. You understand how powerful it is? But nowadays, they are passing out free condom. Please release your semen like, uh, like the... Uh, that's one verse in the Bhagavatam. Uh, the bulls and the cows, what? Releasing semen, there's a verse, no? You know? Uh, You should not, you understand, there is no teaching, nobody is teaching these things. Because they have no knowledge. Yeah? Therefore they have become very dull-headed. You understand, we, everything we need, the machine to help. Yeah, without the computer, how to remember everything? Yeah? Okay? Even don't say, to do a basic calculation, we take the calculator. We cannot do it with our mental strength anymore. Yes? Finish. We are so independent. What the verse? I think it's first canto. Two three eighteen. Two three eighteen. No? Can you read? <laughs> Do the trees not live? Do the bellows of the blacksmith not breathe? All around us do the beasts not eat and discharge semen? 
to animals. He was known as a walking encyclopedia. He was known as a walking encyclopedia. He will go into libraries and he will read the whole library. Every book in the library, he will read everything and he will remember. Yes, how powerful. I don't know there's anybody like that now. Hmm? Astronomical scholar. At college, he read all of the books in the library and made private studies into higher mathematics. International history, philosophy and Vedic astronomy. At that time, he attended a cultural association in Calcutta called the August Assembly and which the study of various philosophical and theological topics were conducted. He was such a powerful debater that no one's argument could stand up against his vast erudition and scholarship. Nobody could defeat him. Powerful uh, debater. He was very much accomplished in Vedic astronomy. He even ran a school to teach it and published several authoritative documents of Vedic astronomy such as Surya Siddhanta, which he had authored himself. He was then offered the title Siddhanta Saraswati because he wrote the Surya Siddhanta, this astronomical book. He was given the title huh? Siddhanta Saraswati, because then he took sannyas, he became Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Prabhupada. Goswami. I mean, can you imagine? Actually, I also read that he discovered a star, you know. How far that is valid, I don't know. And this book is used as a, what? Studying. Uh, Thesis in the Calcutta University. He was very expert in astrology. Then hmm? you see, he started attending, since, since 1895, he started attending the meetings of his father, Vishwa Vaishnava Raja in Calcutta. He also wrote extensively on Krishna consciousness for local magazines. In 1901, Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur requested his son to become initiated in the Gayatri Mantra and accept a spiritual master. The Thakur had one very beloved disciple, Srila Gorkishoda Babaji Maharaj, a very renowned Vaishnava saint of Navadi. The Thakur requested his son to take initiation from him. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, the Thakur then approached him, but Gorkishoda Babaji, who had no disciple, out of his Infinite humbleness refused to accept such a erudite pundit as Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati when he himself could not even write his own name. See how his guru could not even write. And he was such a scholar. Right? So disappointed, Saraswati Thakur went back to his father and related to him what had happened. But Thakur Bhakti Vinod sent him out again and again. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta came back with the same news. But this time the Thakur told his son 
Unless you take initiation from Gaur Kishore Das Babaji, your life is useless and no longer you may enter this house. The father gave him an ultimatum. Take initiation, otherwise don't come back. So what is he going to do? Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati then set out with great determination and meeting Srila Gorkitu Babaji, he told him that he would drown himself in the river if the Babaji did not accept him as a disciple. He said to him, My father has told me that human life is worthless without a spiritual master. So if you refuse to accept me as a disciple, I must kill myself. Actually he was standing on the bridge, you know, about to jump. And God Kishore Das called him back. Upon seeing the young man's sincerity of purpose, the Babaji accepted him as his only disciple. Here, everybody is running to become, make disciples. Huh? They have even, they are selling mantras to make disciples. You know, see how much and here, he refused to accept any. Okay, how much? Huh? From that year, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta traveled with Bhakti Vinod Thakur in his pilgrimage to all the principal holy places in India. During this time, he compiled a Vaishnava encyclopedia named Vaishnava Manjusa. In 1900, he was staying in Puri where he began publicly preaching the holy precept of Srimad Bhagavan. Can you to write an encyclopedia without the help of a computer? You know, is it possible? Huh? In those days, you know, there's printing is also, you know, what kind of printing machine they have? Huh? You know, you have to put upside down. They have to see with the mirror. You know, letter press they call it. I am telling you, you will get a heart attack if you work with those machines, you know. And to make an encyclopedia. I mean, you understand? In 1900, he was staying in Puri. He started preaching Bhagavatam. What is 1900? What age is that? He born in? 18? Huh? 76 years old. 26 years old. 23 years old already became a big preacher. 26 years. Huh? 26. You, what are you doing at 26? <laughs> See? Acharyas. As then, of course, Shankaracharya started preaching at what? 11 years, 5 years old, I think. Uh, Madhvacharya, 5 years old, 8 years old. Uh, a different category. In 1905, at the age of 31, he began his great war, following the example of Namachari Das Thakur, of chanting 300,000 holy names of the day. That is chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. On rosary comprising 108 beads, repeated 190 
two times every single day. That means what? 192 rounds per day. <laughs> how, how many you do? <laughs> and we think we are big time devotees. <laughs> After 16 rounds, we think we are Nama Acharyas. Huh? Yes. Can you imagine? 192 rounds. You know how many hours you will take? At least 15 to 16 hours a day. Non-stop chanting. Yeah? Understand? He, he was staying in a hut. You know, the hut was broken. Rainy season, rain was coming. You opened the umbrella, sitting underneath, and he was chanting still. Huh? He determined that at the rate of 300,000 names daily, it would take him nine years to complete one billion names. This is not correct calculation, no? Huh? 300 names daily, you calculate, huh? you'll take at least what, no, nine years. You'll take at least a one year plus, you know. Huh? One billion, no, you calculate. Huh? Daily 300,000, one, ten days will be already, how much? Three million, no? 300,000 daily, in ten days is already three million. Yeah. Ten days, it will be three million. So, three million times by hundred. Why three hundred? So it took nine years to complete one billion names in order to invoke the blessings of Lord Krishna for propagating a worldwide Krishna conscious movement. He took up this Himalayan vow. He resided in a grass-hearted yoga pit. Yoga pit is the place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took birth. For four years and in February of 1909, he built a cottage near the yoga pit at Vrajapatana. He strictly followed his vow and observed Chatur Master, a special vow observed in the four months of the rainy season. <coughs> Cooking rice, which has been dried in the sun, and ghee and eating it from the floor in the manner of a cow. He would take rest lying on the ground, never using any pillows, and constantly chant and study the scriptures. You know, I think after this, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Panchatattva appeared before him 
I think you don't know it is below. So the the Lord appeared and told him, you know, you stop this, you know, I we, I want you to go out and preach, you know. You know, you came down to do preaching and sitting here and chanting. So then Lord ordered him to go and preach. In 1905, during the period of intense austerity, he travelled the fast southern province of India, lecturing, preaching, writing, debating, fully absorbed in the fire propagating the message of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In south, he travelled to places such as Simachalam, that's Telugu, huh? Madras, Tirupati, Kanchipuram, and many other places of pilgrimage. His strong preaching gave him such a reputation that his very name would strike terror in the hearts of his philosophical adversaries. You know, he was such a powerful personality, he will go to one place, first he will land, second day he will defeat, and third day he will establish a mark. Three days, we are taking how many years to establish ourselves here? Understand? Three days. Uh, when he came to Chennai, Madras, hmm? <coughs> train landed only. He said, let's go now. <laughs> no need to freshen up. Let's go now. Straight to the Theosophical Society. You know? And he go there to defeat. If you go to Chennai, they have a Godemat there, Roy Pat. You know Roy Bhatta? Uh, it was established by him, you know. <clears throat> the perverted and immoral so-called religious activities of different nonsense cults and sects were doomed forever in the presence of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He was known all over as Shima Guru or the Lion Guru owing to his uncompromising and bold preaching style. So here he would be so bold in cutting everybody, chopping tactic. So Prabhupada was also using this uncompromising. So some of the God brothers were criticizing Bhaktisiddhanta for this. You know, preaching very boldly. And Prabhupada said, whoever criticized, they fell down. Similarly, Prabhupada was also non-compromising. That's why he called people rascals and fools. Understand? So similarly, we also cannot compromise. No bilateral, this is what? Unilateral. Yes. We are not in the level to talk like that, but at least we can follow. We are not imitators, but we are followers. We have been ordered to not compromise. I think I quoted that verse, correct? 1724. You cannot say, they are also good, we are also good. We must say what? We are only good. That means we don't compromise. You understand? We cannot imitate, yes, there's two words. 
अनुकरण एंड अनुसरण अनुकरण मीन्स इमिटेटिंग अनुसरण मीन्स फॉलो सो वी बीन ऑर्डर टू रिपीट वॉट वी हेयर फ्रॉम श्लोक एंड वी हैव टू से दर्ड रेस्क वील यूज इट एनी वे यू लाइक इट एंड नॉट दैट योर बिजनेस आवर बिजनेस इज टू प्लीज आवर and if our spiritual master is please krishna is also please prabhupada said i don't care for the whole world i care for my guru and krishna you understand so we are also non we cannot compromise you understand by saying that you are not prabhupada yeah? that means you are saying that what you can have a different standard than prabhupada what yeah that means you want to have a different standard correct any opinion different from the spiritual master will provide a what schism understand and anything introduced materially into a spiritual movement then it is useless huh 12 adivila 12 9 Huh? 12 9 understand we cannot we cannot try to think that we know better than our guru we cannot opinionate that's not possible bhagavad bhagavatam ha huh? 3 24 13 ha huh? you cannot say i i i i cannot accept this you cannot the means you say that you will fall down 324 and i i i cannot show those verses here because uh, just to take another anyway you take note correct you saw the moment you opinionate you fall we cannot our idea is to repeat what we here because be careful using the word rascals but at least you can still say you know the philosophy understand so <clears throat> in 1911 at all india conference of pandits at mintnapur presided over by pandit Vishwambara, Ananda Dev, <laughs> were you there? <laughs> Goswami, of course, not you. <laughs> Related, maybe. Shila Bhakti Siddhanta taking the place of Thakur because that time Bhakti Vinod Thakur was ill at the time. a lecture to a astounding audience of the comparative position of a brahmana and vaishnava after the discourse all the people came forward to offer him respect and touch his lotus feet president of the conference called him the other self was sukadev goswami the lecture was subsequently published as a book in bengali first he went and because all the brahmins all were sitting there he glorified the brahmins you know they were elated 
and after that he smashed them <laughs> by showing how Vaishnavas are higher. You know, a devastated, it was such an astounding lecture that you can see, they called him the Srila Sukadev Goswami. Understand? So powerful. See, that's why to preach, Prabhupada said, you need spiritual strength. You don't practice the sadhana strictly, then what will go into the head? Correct? Cannot remember nothing, what to preach? Yes? In 1912, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta traveled and preached in different parts of Bengal. In 1913, he established the Bhagavata Press. And altogether, he published and edited and wrote about 61 works and 8 different journals. He was also publishing a daily devotional newspaper called the Nadia Prakash. Once when he was asked how is it possible to publish a journal every day just about God, he replied, that here in this world there are thousands of newspapers and magazines reporting the stale repeated happenings of this limited space. So for reporting the news of the unlimited spiritual realm of eternal ever fresh supreme personality of Godhead, we could publish a magazine every second. What to speak of daily? That was his reply. As in they asked well, how I would write what to write, you know. He says if your material thing, every moment you got so many news, huh? some mundane news, stale. What about the spiritual world, which is so much bigger? Huh? They say to write about the spiritual world, we write a magazine, you know, magazine, not just some news, magazine, every second. That was his reply. So how dynamic? His consciousness. Eh? He said that we must put the printing press beside the deity room. We have deity room like this, the printing press will be beside. So why? Because here, yes, this is Kirtan can go how far? But the printing press is the bigger Kirtan. Because you print the book how many places he can go. That's why we chant our prayer, we said Brahat Mardanga Ki Jai. This Brahat Mardanga is? Huh? Of course, now we have made more advancement, we have our internet. Which is what? Can go how many millions of people? That's so powerful. Understand? Say we use this in Krishna's service. Actually, our preaching has expanded mainly because of the internet. You know? Especially in our case, to present at the real meaning of initiation. It was until we brought the book and the, all the videos and all. Yeah, we are practically unheard. Now ISKM established. People know it is a ISKM. 
Yes? Yes? No. What? You don't know. If you don't know me. <laughs> Only I know, maybe he knows. Just like Sukadev, what Lord Shiva is saying. I know Bhagavatam, Sukadev knows. Vyasadev knows or don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so like that you are sitting here. I know, maybe he knows, but you know or don't, I don't know. Huh? We convince, yes. He always stressed the importance of publishing and distributing Vaishnava literature as a means of educating the mass of ignorant humanity in order to facilitate the printing of books and generally establish four printing press. He called this prayer the big Madanga, clay drum used for large congregation singing group because the sound, the message that they produced will be heard far and wide without limit. <clears throat> so he was very dynamic in his, you know, press, printing press. It's not one time he was sending one preacher to some place, was putting him in a train and happened to be Janmashtami day. He ordered him to eat, break his fast, eat. You know, he, no need to fast, you eat and then you go. See, how much he transgressed all these rules of preaching. Yeah. You understand? So, for a preacher, all these rules and regulations. In 1914, on the disappearance of Thakur Bhai, Bhaktivya knows from this mortal world, the task to carry on the movement of Sri Chaitanya now lay in the hands of Srila Bhakti Zanda Saraswati Thakur. So, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he was practicing, uh, what do you call that, Nirjana. He locked himself in the room. You know, he will not talk to anybody, you know. They send food under the door, you know, every day, take the plate. So he was locked inside the room for four years. So in 1914, uh, he left the world, you know. So then, <clears throat> the task of preaching was taken over by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarajita. He took over as the editor of the Father's Journal, the Sanjana Tosani, a monthly Vaishnava paper in Bengali. Later on in 1927, he converted to English fortnightly called the Harmonies. So he also translated into Harmonies. What I heard is that he learned English huh, on his own on a short time, you know. Six months time he mastered the language to write and he read that up to now you cannot understand. <laughs> I mean you can take the Brahma Samhita written by him, you understand? The transcendental autocrat. Huh? I tell you these words, 
Dimeno. I never heard this word in my life. Do you understand? So you can see how he is very fluent in the language. Yeah? At the age of 18, at the, at, in 1918, at the age of 44, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati accepted the title Goswami Maharaj by taking renounce order of the life sannyasa. So he took sannyas by the picture of his guru. He put the picture of his guru and from the picture he took the sannyas. You also can try. Put the picture and take sannyas. Huh? And here he did it. His guru, I think, left already, right? Because after Bhaktivinoda left, Gorkishore also left, I think, one year. 15, right? One year. He was blind, actually, Gorkishore. So he took initiation from a person who has. No, but that is sannyas. So anyway, the point is that he took uh, and he introduced this sannyas to the Gaudiyamats. Uh, because before that, they all were becoming Babaji's, you know. There was no sannyas. They became all Babaji's, wearing white color, you know, cloth. Okay? That is higher than sannyas. But there is no incident that Bhakti Siddhanta took Babaji Vesh. He did not want to take. Why? Because he did not want to be more than his Guru Maharaj. And also to respect the position of Because so many Babajis were there having affairs. So to keep the pedestal Babaji position, he said, My Guru Maharaj Babaji, I will not even go there. That's my but then Godemas, many guys are accepting this Babaji. Bhakti Siddhanta did not accept. But Godemas, so many people are accepting. What is it? They are more than Bhakti Siddhanta. Huh? They are accepting Babaji. Yeah, I saw. So many guys. And don't know nothing about nothing. Just wear the cloth, sit in Vrindavan and say, now I am with the gopis dancing. And then go and back for some chapatis, eat nicely and sleep. You know? <clears throat> and then have affairs with the widows. This is nonsense. You understand? That's why Prabhupada warned, stay away from the Radha Kun Babaji. Prabhupada ordered, you know, because this is what's going on in India, what's going on, you know, free flow of women, free flow of food, huh? and what else to do, understand, put the Babaji waste and don't do any work, <laughs> unemployed. Right? Unemployment benefit, you get the widows and you get free food and a place to stay. Right? Good work, correct? 
So this is all really. So Bhakti Siddhanta, he never did that. On the same day, he established the first Vaishnava monastery, the Chaitanya Mahadev, Sridham Mayapur, which became his preaching headquarters. You know, I think this mark is in the Yoga Pit, right? Yeah? Yeah? Chaitanya Math. This is Chaitanya Saraswati Math is different, no? This is Chaitanya Mahath. Hmm? In quick succession, after that he spread his Gaudiya mission to every part of India, attracting thousands of disciples to the banner of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In reply to a very favorable command on the Gaudiya Math temple by one gentleman, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta replied, My real business is to establish temples in everyone's heart. <clears throat> From the years 1919 to 1929, he was constantly traveling all over India, lecturing to crowds of thousands, debating, destroying various bogus religious sects and performing parikram walks to holy places with his disciples in different sacred sites, seeking to improve and preserve them. His tours during the years 1926 to 1928 marked a very important place in the Gaudiya movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the history of India as well. He brought about changes and improvement in various ways in all the sacred places as well and brought many followers of different religious sects all under the banner of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sankirtan movement. Wherever Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur go, he was received as a saviour and prophet by all. In some state he was received as an honoured state guest. See how much he was revered. So powerful. I think around this time he sent uh, some disciple to London no? because he was very uh, kind of uh, upset with his Ramakrishna mission. They also, you know, Brahmachari will wear saffron, you know, and they will go and he also started, okay, they, okay, we all our Brahmachari wear saffron cloth. You know, and they were all over the world. So he started to send first few disciples to London, you know. So he was dynamic, his vision was to expand it to every town and village. That was his uh, zeal, preaching zeal. You know? So of course he sent the three, I think two person, right? Uh, and for three years they were in London, they could not do nothing. And he was very disgusted with them. He called them back. You know, mission was a failure. Called them back. All these tours were highly successful but were not without their problem. Because of many of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswita who disciple, although initiated the Brahmanas and Sannyasis, were not Brahmana families. Along the way, while traveling, the so-called Brahmana shopkeepers would close their shops and refused to sell provision to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta and his disciples. So there was some boycotting. Yeah. First, hmm. one. First of all, if he is a Brahmana, why is he doing in the shop? <laughs> huh? If you are Brahmana, why are you doing in the shop? That means you become Sutra, correct? Vaishya in Sutra. Right? 
and is boycotting somebody who is preaching. Can you imagine this? Huh? We also, when we went by Bhadra Chalam, you know, we have Saffron preaching and he came to the Brahman Samaj, we went to see whether we can get some, you know. You know, then the, the man in, in his lungi, I remember still vividly, he was his lungi holding a baby, you know. I don't know, he had a cigarette. Huh? He was holding the baby and he told, uh, what is it? Born Brahmins are allowed here. Uh, converted Brahmins are not allowed here. Can you imagine the statement he made? And he's wearing his longi. Huh? Understand? This envious. You have what? Envious. So you see how they are boycotting. In fact, they are not only boycotted. They plan to actually assassinate Bhakti Siddhanta also. You know, assassinate. So they paid the police inspector money in Vandavan. You know, they say, you please kill him. The police inspector went and reported to Bhakti Siddhanta. Yeah, of course, I do things like this, but to kill a holy man, <laughs> that's against my. <laughs> <coughs> See how, to what extent, you know. Same thing also with us. Now we are preaching about Prabhupada as the Guru. They are trying to assassinate us. Huh? You see how much people are so much envious. Srila Bhaktis Bhaktisila Saraswati Thakur could always preach very strongly against the nonsense philosophy of this proud and arrogant caste Brahmins. You always emphasize the needlessness of material qualification to receive spiritual life. Anyone, regardless of caste, sex, nationality, past background, etc., who are sincere to have spiritual life, he would give it to them. This is what? Yashihal Lakshanam Proktam. You know, it is Lakshanam Proktam. You know what the meaning of Lakshanam Proktam? According to your qualification. Not according to your birth. Of course, now nobody cares anymore. Correct? If you say you are Brahmin, you are put under what? Worse than scheduled class. Scheduled class. That's why the Brahmin, they take out the. the, the, the <laughs> Why they put like this? Because of offences. Understand? Now they don't want to identify with this Brahmin thing anymore because they don't get seats, they will put no jobs. <laughs> you get to go to the shop and sell your provision. <laughs> yeah? Auto driver. Yeah, you know, Prabhupada is saying one tela, tela vela, no? Tela vala. What is that? Carrying, pushing the car. And one guy is calling it, Hello Panditji! <laughs> and the guy is pulling the tela. And he's Panditji. <laughs> huh? Understand? So you see how they have degraded themselves. It's because of offenses. You understand? 
practically they have screwed themselves through it. Yeah? These caste Brahmins were very much in an uproar about his turning those non-born, not born in Brahmana families into better Brahmanas than them. Yeah? The Nityananda Vamsas especially plotted to assassinate him and went to the local police majority to bribe him so that he would not apprehend them after the murder. The police magistrate told them that although he usually accepts bribe, he could not be connected with killing of a sadhu or holy man. Has he told you the story? Okay. The police magistrate then immediately informed Srila Bhakti Siddhanta and this way Srila Saraswati Thakur's life was saved. You know, at one time <coughs> he was going on Parikram and there was an attack, you know, by some unscrupulous, you know. Yeah. So what they did, I think this, uh, what's his name? The Sanyas Guru or Prabhupada? Kesava Maharaj. Because he looks like Bhakti Siddhanta, no? So they made him take his place. And they brought Bhakti Siddhanta away. So they, Parikram went and he, of course they attacked by the wrong person. And how much, you know, because politics, you know, they just want to mess around. Because now this problem is not there, the caste Brahma. Because they're still here. In Singapore, there's some Brahma Samaj. They don't recognize us, you know. You understand? They're drinking coffee huh, and tea, onion and garlic and, and eggs. And what they pass a resolution in the Brahmana Samaj, eggs are allowed. Yeah? And we, although doing our regulation, puja and everything, we are considered as what? Outcasts. Can you imagine this? Yeah? You see? Same problem. Same, the born Brahmins, uh, especially the envious one. Understand? They cannot. Of course, we went, we were, we were going to Jagannath Puri, and of course, now we all have got one Gotra called Achuta Gotra. We are servants of Achuta. So we were on the line, you know, <laughs> and we were going to go into the temple. And they are, what Gotra? Achyuta Gotra. What Gotra? All of you Achyuta, they are all bogus. <laughs> we couldn't go inside. We had to go to the police station. <laughs> we came to see Jagannath and we were brought to the police station. Can you imagine? Why? Your gotra is all the same. <laughs> if you have no gotra, yeah, you go in, please. <laughs> if you say your gotra is the same, you please cannot go. You something is wrong. Is it? Can you imagine this? This is going on. I was shocked. Uh, lucky they didn't make me write a statement. You know, they call it in India FIRI, right? First. First incident report. We, we didn't have to write that. And 
unfortunately. So, <clears throat> innovative preaching technique. In 1930 and 1931, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati important, important teachings of the Vedic literature by means of huge exhibition in which pictorial representation by means of dioramas and dolls in lifelike manner were employed. This wonderful exhibition would draw at least 100,000 visitors daily during a month-long period. You see, this is how Prabhupada also did, you know, he made dioramas. The first one was exhibited in our uh, uh, temple in London and Los Angeles. They have a music called First. What is it? What a uh, fate, fate. What a theistic exhibition, something like that. And there, all the pastimes of the Lord were made. You know, because now this thing is more high tech. You know, they make. Animatronics, you know, you know, can move and I think now, I don't know, this thing is still very dynamic now because robotic has taken over. Very costly, you know, the whole thing. And you can, yeah, you cannot change the team, you know, so it's very expensive. Of course, in there, they can make these clay dolls, you know, in Bengal, they are very expert in their artistic, you know. They can depict the pastimes in all clay, you know, so it's much more cheaper. Of course, they clay don't last long, you know, they, they have a, what we say, a tradition that the clay thing is thrown in the Ganga, especially they make the clay form of Durga, during Durga Puja, you know, so, or they make this, in, in Maharashtra, the Kanesh, these are two states, they make these big, big deities, right? So they will then immense them in the, of course, Ganesh will go to the sea and Durga will go into the Ganga. Okay, so then it's washed out. So not so costly. But if you make them permanent, then you have to, you know, people coming, they're not so... <coughs> Uh, what we say, to see something over and over again, it's a little bit difficult for the conditioned soul, you know. They like to see all the changes, you know, so it's a costly affair actually. But it's very dynamic, you know, to make an exhibition uh, model, you know, to depict the pastime to the Lord. It's a very, uh, I saw Prabhupada's idea, I mean, you go to Vrindavan, I think the other group, you know, that Kripalu men, they have also made that, you know. Have you been there? You've been, you seen? In the night, uh, I think they are drawing a lot of people, you know, because of the dioramas. You know, it is. If we can do that in our, because our place is limited space. I think the Bangalore. Vrindavan, they wanted to do some kind of theme park, no? Yes, some ideas are there. I don't know this. In 1933, eager to preach Lord Chaitanya message beyond the borders of India, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur sent 
some of his sannyas disciple to england to preach and open godia math in the west so this is the incident of sending people to london it happened in 1933 i think what is that born maharaj and one more person went <clears throat> to preach to the westerners to take up spiritual life they returned to india unsuccessful after 3 years they were going and preaching to all those you know the lords and the what the, the big big people you know they were preaching to them and of course there's one incident one what is his name lord what he went and asked them can you make me a brahmin huh? what is the name of the lord the swami ji said yes we can make you the we make you brahman no problem you have to follow these four principles what are they no meditating no illicit sex no gambling no intoxication and he replied impossible you see how they are addicted to these four things <clears throat> so we disgusted because the money was sent from india to keep them in london You know, for three years they tried nothing, and Bhakti Siddhanta Sarita would call them back. You know. Fortunately, for the benefit of people of the world, Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarita Kaur, Prabhupada's most beloved disciple, his divine grace, A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, later on carried out his Guru Maharaj's order and spread. Lord Chaitanya's Nam Samkirtan movement to every corner of the globe, and is now been assisted by thousands of his disciples in this preaching work. So, by the desire, his desires yeah, to spread it all over the world has been greatly fulfilled by our Shila Prabhupada. <coughs> of course we can also add on this auspicious day that to further expand the movement that practically has dwindled in his preaching effort our international sri krishna mandir has now taken uh, the helm pushing forward this preaching movement very vigorously to every part of the world by establishing what shila prabhupad intended uh, to become the sole diksha guru for everybody unstoppable till the end disregarding the request of his medical advisor shila bhakti siddhanta sarasvati thakur continued to deliver the message of the supreme lord to all people up to the last moment of his life this was only this was the only purpose of his divine appearance in the world his whole life was absorbed in the mood of loving devotion to the lord he was fully devoted to the propagation of teachings of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu a noble example of his life and conduct his powerful speeches and numerous publications are evidence to the fact on january 1st 1937 at 5:30 am at the age of 62 
he left this mortal world and re-entered the loving pastime of Sri Radha and Krishna in the spiritual kingdom. So at that time when he was going to leave in the night, he was speaking to all his disciples about the importance of preaching. He spoke so many things, he never appointed anybody to become the next in line. He never. He said, you organize a GBC and wait for the self, a fulgent, a chariot to appear. You know? But as soon as he left, his foolish disciples started appointing some people as next in line. And those people, they died, failed, fell down, failed. And the whole movement broke up. Practically now, nobody knows what is this Godemath. Do you know what Godemath? Now you say yes. When I say ISKM, you must not say like this. Now you can say, I don't know Godemath. Huh? Nobody knows, correct? Yes or not? It has become what? Uh, oblivion because of the lack in dynamic preaching. Similarly, <coughs> if we do not preach, then we will also disappear uh, and nobody will. So, preaching is very, very important. We cannot let uh, the desires of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasitakur, huh? we cannot let him down, no. And Prabhupada also ordered us, I am an old man, I will also pass away, but you all are very young, so please push on this Krishna conscious movement. That was Prabhupada, I think he spoke like that on the Disappearance Day lecture, you know. And then of course he started crying. So, similarly, we have an obligation. We have to preach Krishna consciousness to the length and breadth. That should be our uh, purpose of life. There is nothing else. Hmm? Prabhupada took the challenge at a very late age, correct? Almost at 70 years old he went. We are all not 70 years old, no? Yes, so we should preach very, very strongly. Because huh? at this time he was leaving, he chanted this song, Sri Rupa Manjari Pada, you know, that song. Wanted to hear that song passing away. Actually, Prabhupada said that my Guru Maharaj would have stayed much longer. He would have stayed many, many more years. But because he was surrounded by his neophyte disciples and he was disgusted with them, he left. You understand this point Prabhupada made? So we should not become neophytes. We should always what? Huh? Once. 
and take up the role of preaching. Hmm? That should be our, what we say, objective. Hmm? The time of his passing from this world, he had opened 64 Gaudiya Math for the propagation of spiritual life and Bhagavad philosophy. In all this Math, he established the worship of the Archavigraha deity form of the Lord. The deity worship was executed according to the principles of Sanatana Goswami's book, Vaishnava Activities, Sri Hari Bhakti Vilas. So he set up this, you know, 64 temples all over India. All the major cities had Godemath, you know. Similarly, Prabhupada, he established more than 100 snake temples all over the world. Right? So, it is a very... Uh, from the point that Bhakti, you know, started when they were looking at it at a very disgraceful manner, the Vaishnava philosophy and now to him time to establishing uh, the temple all over India and Prabhupada took it all over the world and you will take it all over the universe <laughs> Yes? No? So please, take it seriously, at least make your family devotees for the start. Hmm? Yes? So we have a very big responsibility. You understand, we cannot take this lightly, we have a lot to do. And so I am getting old. I am already 65, he passed away at 62 and I am 65, I have not even done nothing. So I don't know how much more to do with the old bodies, but you all are much more dynamic, correct? Don't waste your time going to the office and factories, try to put some time for preaching Krishna Consciousness. It's not very difficult now with the modern amenities, internet and so many things that you can preach very widely, just sitting on your desk. Yes? You've got so many channels, yes? And try to learn the philosophy and preach boldly. Not only they, they, now they have the Zoom. Everybody is Zooming now. Yes? Correct? And you can be thousands of miles away and still you can reach out. So we can have hundreds of Zoom classes. How much we can reach out? Correct? But first we need hundreds of preachers. Yes? So we need to read the books, we have to associate, yes, as Prabhupada said, we must know the books 
so thoroughly as the lawyer knows the law books. That much thorough we should be. Correct? So I think you all are very intelligent. Why not read the book and preach? Yes? So this is not very difficult. Huh? Please, especially now with the help of the softwares. Huh? You don't have to carry 50 books along. You just have got it all on your... Yeah, all on the phone you have, right? Yes? And instead of reading the books, we are doing something else. Yes? Yeah, how convenient, correct? So why not take it up? Hmm? And this will please Prabhupada and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and all the Acharyas, you know. They will be very pleased if we can expand the preaching movement. Actually, he, I will just show you before I leave. I think I sent it to you, right? Everybody got that thing I sent. WhatsApp message I sent. You know, the prayers the, in English. Huh? Yeah. They have about some prayers in his road. We are put to tests and trial in this world. Only those who attend the kirtan of the, of the devotees can succeed. The first one. Is it there? Huh? So it says here, number two, every spot on earth where discourses on God are held is a place of pilgrimage. Even the place, temple, house, everywhere. Third, possession of object not related to Krishna is our main melody. How do you know? Okay, can you see? Let me not desire anything but the highest good for my worst enemies. As dalliance with the body is in luxury increases, so wanes the spirit of the service of the Lord. So if we increase our sense gratification, then our spiritually we become uh, weak. Those favored by God find their path set by thorns. I think it's very true. Accept the consolation that we are favored by God. There is no peace or happiness in our worldly life. Circumstances create turmoil and annoyance. Chant the Mahamantra loudly and with attachment. This will drive away inertia, worldly evils and pests. Huh? Be indifferent to bazaar gossip. Stick firmly to your cherished goal. No lack 
or impediment to the world will ever stand in your way. See? So don't succumb to gossip. Pay due respect to the extroverts of the world, but do not be appreciative of their manners and conduct. They are to be shaken off from your mind. In other words, you become indifferent. Eh? A devotee feels the presence of God everywhere, but one averse to the Lord denies His existence anywhere. Eh? You cannot appreciate transcendental matters with reasoning of the world. It is sheer nonsense to decry them with the measuring stick of your intellect. How he writes, eh? for a person who learned English in six months. To recite the name of Sri Krishna is bhakti. Life is for the glorification of topics on Hari. If that is stopped, then what is the need is there to carry on life? And better to die. If you cannot change. Physical illness with Hari Bhajan is preferred to physical fitness without Hari Bhajan. <laughs> Our span of life on earth is short. Our life will be crowned with success if the body wears out with constant discourses on Hari. We are here on earth not to work as artisans for making big buildings with wood and stone, but to work only as messengers for the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Deva. A psychopath, flatterer or waterer down of the philosophy is neither a guru nor a preacher. That makes you no compromise. To transform the adverse desires of the jiva is the supreme duty of the most merciful. To rescue one person from the stronghold of Mahamaya is an act of super benevolence, far superior to opening innumerable hospitals. See? This welfare group people, they propagate opening hospitals, especially the Ramakrishna mission. It's better to make one devotee uh, than to open his hundreds of hospitals. Now in Iskon also they have got in this habit of opening hospitals. Unless we are devoted to God, secularism shall not leave us. This is a very important point. Right? Unless we are devoted to God, secularism shall not leave us. That means the bodily concept, thinking I am, Huh? What? I am this body. I am so and so. Will never consciousness will never leave us if we do not take up Krishna consciousness. Look within a man yourself rather than pry onto the frailties of others. So look at our own faults rather than judge others. In this world of Maya, averse to the Lord, full of trials and tribulation, only patient, humility and respect for others are our friends for Hari Bhajan. The only people you really need is devotees. Lord, the Lord Gaurasundar puts his devotee in various difficulties and association to test their patience and strength of mind. Success depends on their good fortune. 
When faults in others misguide and delude you, have patience, introspect and find faults in yourself. Know that others cannot harm you unless you harm yourselves. I wish that every selfless, tender-hearted person of Godemad will be prepared to shed 200 gallons of blood for the nourishment of the spiritual corpus. Corpse. Corpse. Corpus. Body of every individual of this world. So, spending 200. In our body, there's how many gallons? Medically? How many gallons do you have in your body? So, you had to spend 200 gallons. Yeah. That means what? To work relentlessly to preach Krishna consciousness. Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Saritakur, Shila Prabhupada Ki Alright, you can read uh, the other part, huh? you can read and uh, Prabhupada is quoting all this. Huh? So, I have sent that to you and you please... Uh, huh? So, anything else to add? Of course, I missed out the story of Bhakti Siddhanta trying to uh, save the body of Gorkishore Das Babaji when the disciples were going to drag him in the streets, you know. So he went there and challenged them and took the body of Bhakti Siddhanta, uh, no, Gorkishore Das Babaji and put in some. So that story is there, I missed out, but you can know this here. Alright, so we stop here, I guess we will have the Pushpanjali at uh, 12 o'clock uh, and so please uh, try to arrange for all those Pushpanjali and uh, have the flowers and everything ready and I think you have to put the offering here uh, and the Arati will be done here uh, and of course there to Arati and then we will not have much time to discuss because it is uh, afternoon time but I'm sure you can pass on all this you hear or you can get this article, you know, and you can post it up in your, huh? this way you know the, how great personality Labhakti especially his dynamism and his desire to preach. So we should also invite this transcendental qualities and try to uh, expand the preaching length and breadth. Hmm? All right, all glories, Hare Krishna.